0: Our first reading for this evening is from the ninth chapter of Zechariah. As for you also, because of the blood of my covenant with you, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Our second reading is from the third chapter of 2 Corinthians. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read... A veil lies over their hearts, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Barabbas was guilty. Everyone knew it. Pontius Pilate knew it. The Roman soldiers knew it. Barabbas was guilty. The Jews knew it. The Pharisees knew it. They all knew what Barabbas had done. We don't know exactly what he did. All we know is that Barabbas was part of a riot and that he had murdered people and that he was also a robber, according to the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Matthew. Barabbas could have been like so many people we hear about on the evening news. There's a robbery. Someone is shot and killed. And the thief, the murderer, is caught red-handed. He's guilty. There are witnesses. There's surveillance footage. The guy is guilty as guilty can be. Barabbas was guilty as guilty can be. And Pontius Pilate knew it. Roman soldiers knew it. The Jews knew he was guilty. The Pharisees certainly knew he was guilty. But still, the Jews demanded that Barabbas be set free. And that Jesus be condemned in his place. Murder is a terrible crime. A murder is so terrible because not only is that person killed, but all the friends and family then keep living without that person. And even a person who murders does not remain untouched from that sin. Even a murderer is affected by their sin. No one truly survives a murder untouched. And that's just what sin does. It touches everyone. Jesus said that we can murder by killing someone physically, of course. But Jesus also said we can murder in our hearts. We can murder in our hearts anytime we harbor ill feelings to someone. We murder them in our hearts and they are hurt and we are hurt. No one survives untouched from a murder, even a murder that is just committed in our hearts. And that is the type of murder that we've all done, haven't we? I think it's pretty safe to say that every single one of us here, at least from God's perspective, are murderers. Maybe not physically, but I bet we've each murdered someone in our hearts. And in that respect, we're really no different than Barabbas when it comes down to it, from God's perspective. Like Barabbas, we are also guilty. And that's just when it comes to murder. What about adultery? What about craving for things that don't belong to us? What about stealing? Slander. Have you done some of these sins lately? Have we done some of those sins in the flesh? Have we done some of those sins in our hearts, in our minds? Barabbas doesn't have anything on us. We're no different than Barabbas. And hopefully we know it. I hope we know it. And the people we have committed sins against, they know it. If they were standing right here in a court of law, they would be our witnesses, our living surveillance footage of our crimes, our sins. And even if they weren't here, God would be our witness. God, who is like our ever-watching surveillance system. God is the one who sees everything. He can even peer down into our minds and see what we are thinking. God can gaze inside our hearts and see what we're truly longing for. Oh, we might be able to fool everyone around us, but we can never fool God. We're really no different than Barabbas. And I hope we know it. People around us know it. God. God certainly knows knows it. And that's what makes what happens to Barabbas today so insane. Everyone knows that this man is guilty as sin. Everyone knows it. Pontius Pilate knows it. The Roman soldiers know it. Barabbas is guilty. The Jews know it, the Pharisees know it, and God knows it. And yet what happens? A terrible injustice happens, that's what happens. A man who is guilty as sin goes scot-free. Can you even believe it? Doesn't that make you mad when justice just does not happen like it should? Doesn't it just boil you over when someone who is so guilty like Barabbas just goes free? Oh, when that happens, it gives us the chance to rail against the justice system. How it's soft on crime, how the guilty go free. And probably they just keep on sinning, right? Doing the same crime they were caught for in the first place. After all, that's what the guilty do. They just keep doing wrong, don't they? They just keep sinning. They don't stop sinning. We don't stop, do we? We just keep sinning. We just keep doing wrong. That's what the guilty do. That's what true criminals do and sinners do. That's what all of us do, isn't it? So in the case of Barabbas, he is released. The guilty man goes absolutely free. And I can't imagine how Barabbas must have felt. (laughs) Barabbas knew he was guilty. He knew the people he murdered. He knew what he did. He knew he was deserving death. But then when those Roman soldiers come in to take him away, Barabbas probably thinks that he's being taken away to be crucified. That's what they did with murderers. But instead, they unlock the chains from his feet, unlock the chains from his wrists, and show him out of the cell into the sunlight of the day and the fresh air. And they tell him to go. He's free. We don't hear about Barabbas anymore. We don't hear how he reacted, but he had to have been confused. He had to have wondered why. And maybe, just maybe, I hope, Barabbas heard that a man named Jesus was taken in his place. That a man named Jesus was forced to carry the cross Barabbas should have been carrying. A man named Jesus was laid down on that cross and had nails hammered into his hands and feet. And this Jesus, the man who is God in the flesh, suffered for about six hours. And then finally died in the place of Barabbas. That's what I hope Barabbas heard at some point. Not to make Barabbas feel guilty about that. Not at all. This is what Jesus wanted. Jesus wanted to die in the place of Barabbas, that terrible sinner. Jesus wanted to carry the cross instead of Barabbas. And have nails hammered in his hands and feet instead of Barabbas. And Jesus wanted to suffer and then die instead of Barabbas. But Jesus did not just want to die for one man, did he? Oh no, there's so many sins tied to Jesus other than the sin of murder. And there were so many more sinners tied to Jesus Other than just one sinner named Barabbas. He died for you also. All of us should be like Barabbas. Each of us should be held accountable for our sins. We should be. Not by the Romans. We should be held accountable for the sins we have committed against God. And held accountable by God. And we were held accountable by God. God did not let any of us off scot-free. God does not go easy on crime and sin, not at all. It's just that you did not pay the punishment for your crimes. Jesus paid. You see, you really are just like Barabbas. Not in the sins you've done. You're just like Barabbas because Jesus also died in your place. Even though Jesus did not have to die for us, Jesus wanted to die for us. He wanted to pay the penalty for every single sin we have ever done. And he did. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding... Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.